los ojos para ver lo que está pasando. Put up your manos, members of Tante, United, Chicanos, Latinos, and Los Estados Unidos. Don't care if you're Ricans or Rita Cubanos. Look at our coaches. We have more common, don't let them divide. These suckers are vultures. Either we stand it together or better be standing aside. Now is the time to know about you, but I'm gonna ride. We gotta climb. Fight for your bayas, man. Where was your pride? Where were the gunners that you got inside? Look how our ancestors came to this country. They tried to be living the American dream. Don't throw it away. They promise you money and catch your agent for the machine. Click a new team. You flip us to Lizard, but that is the system that you wanna bring. You need to think. We gotta fight communism, cause it looks like we on the brink. Connect on the link. So one party system is taking the power from all of the people. We need to think. When will you listen? These people are evil. I want you to think what's the world is your plan. Hand in hand, we're standing together, cause this is what never to do what you can. Please understand, we gotta do better. So walk is remember that we took a stand. Escúchame. 24 es el año, si se puede. Lucha, lucha por la libertad. Yo, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome back to Latino Free Minds. Um, so on this episode, we have a, a guest, a candidate. So as we had said previously, um, we're going to have a lot of candidates on this next couple of months, which, you know, we're, we're very happy about. And, you know, we look, we're looking forward to, talk to talking to everyone, right? Because as we said, the, the best way for people to go vote is to be informed, right? And a lot of the time people don't get the opportunity to hear or speak to directly with a candidate. So, you know, so that's why we, we set out on this goal to, to try to get as many candidates on. And, you know, thankfully, you know, we've, we've gotten 11, you know, scheduled. A lot of them are from, Cal most of them, all of them are from California, except one, one's from Missouri. Uh, wow. So, you know, it, the door's open. Anybody else wants to come on, you know, you're more than welcome. But it's cool that, you know, we're in California, so we got a lot of California uh, candidates on. So, you know, but, you know, today, as you guys can see, we have Eric Ching on, who is a congressional candidate. So U.S. Congress, District 38, which I believe covers some of L.A. County. Um, what is it? Uh, does it Orange County as well, I think? One city in Orange County, but mostly Latino yeah. cities. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're, you're on the right show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So, Eric, yeah. how you doing, man? Doing great, but I always like to start with uh, thanking God for allowing me to be here, and uh, thank you guys. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. He's the one that, uh, you know, it's it's through him, I feel like, we got all these candidates on, and we're able to, you know, share all these candidates with as many people as possible. So, you know. Thank you. Yeah. So, um so running for Congress, right? Um, what what was the thing that I guess you could say motivated you or pushed you into saying, you know what, I, I have to be the one to, to run for Congress? Well, the, to be in politics was never in my plan. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, that happened, uh, I say, about 12 years ago. Uh, three days before, this is not Congress, this is my you know running career, so I'll just share a little bit. Uh, over 12 years ago, uh, you know, my, my kids, you know, went to a uh, local elementary school. I, obviously, I care about our communities. Mm -hmm. And then uh, three days before the following deadline, uh, mayor actually came to me. He said, Eric, you should run for office. I was thinking, you're crazy. <laughs> and then he actually tricked me to it. He said, well, Eric, you know, uh, since you don't know, you, you haven't decided, why not just go pull the papers? At that time, I'm, I'm just a volunteer, community volunteer. I, I like to help out here and there. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I went to pull the papers. To my surprise, that you know the, the binder is about three inches thick. I said, how am I going to fill out this thing? I, I don't even know how to do it. So I said, you know, don't worry about it. I have a city secretary help you out with that. So I, I spent a few hours. I filled it out. So I said, well, you know, since you filled it out, might as well turn it in. If you don't, if you don't want to run, you don't want to run and run, it's okay. So, okay, stupid me, I just turned in my papers. Very last day at 3 p.m. Okay. So thinking that, you know, okay, I done my part and then I don't have to do much of anything. And then the next day when I woke up, I'm one of, one of seven candidates. And then the mayor did not turn in his papers. I said, wow, I'm stuck. What am I going to do? So I better run very hard. 
So during that period of time, you know, maybe three, four months, I lost about maybe 25, 30 pounds because every day I will be walking. I want to find out what issues that we have. I want to visit every neighborhood. So every day I walk for miles and miles. And then uh, come uh, election day, I was behind by 50 votes. So mm. obviously my opponent went and celebrated. But after a week, I overcame by 32 votes. So I won by 32 votes. Wow. First time. So fast forward to uh, congressional candidate, you know, uh, race. You know, look at our country. You know, we're, we're not in, in a good place. Mm -hmm. Look at crime, look at economy, look at education. Anywhere you touch, you know, people are hurting. So I actually received sign, you know, uh, uh, that I was in a war zone or something. I just, when I was praying at church, I received many signs. So I asked God, if this is what you want me to do, please give me a slogan. If you want me to go, you know, further in politics, please let me know. So for weeks, he didn't talk to me. So I was praying, praying, praying for weeks. He didn't talk to me. And one day at church, I said, Lord, I don't have much time. If this is what you want me to do, please give me a slogan. Boom. Right away, he gave it to me. You first. That means I got to put him first. Put people's interests first. Mm -hmm. You think about this. Every single one of the elected, when they take office, what do they have to do? They have to put one hand on Bible, right? They have yeah. to raise the other hand and so on. You know, what do they, they, they have to make promise to three people. They have to make promise to God because they put their hand on the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. They make promise to follow the constitution, to protect it, and they promise to people. And they also make promise to themselves. How many still keep that promise? Mm -hmm. And for me, I take that very seriously. That's why I'm running for Congress because I think with my local experience, I can help a few folks. I don't know how many folks I, I help. Mm -hmm. I also run a nonprofit. The last few years, I was able to help a few thousand people, include many Latinos, many people, you know, are suffering family, you know, orphanage, you know, a woman in need, you, know, you name it. When you are a victim, you often find that you have no help from public agencies. Just mm -hmm. think of this. Say your store or your house just got robbed. You have no money to pay for your next month's rent. What agencies can you file to get help? Can you name one for me? I couldn't find one. But yeah, when the criminal gets caught, that criminal will give, you know, just say, hey, the criminal will say, hey, I, I, I need help. I don't have money. That criminal will get all kinds of representation. All the resources will go to that criminal and not the person who needs help. And that's mm -hmm. not right. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm running for Congress, because with my ex experience, I, I'm sure that I can uh, make an impact and make a difference. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's crazy because like kind of what we talk about here and, and we've never talked before this is the, uh, you know, people are watching our first conversation ever. Uh, so, you know, people, what we, what we told people is like, you got to show up, right? And you're a perfect example of that. How being down by 52 and then going up and winning by 32, that's, that's not a lot. That's, you know, 80 people that decided to show up and make that difference. You sure. know what I mean? Like if you, if you look at it that way and it's like, you know, a lot of the times you hear people kind of, you know, wave a white flag or, or say, what's the point. Right. And, you know, an example is the one you just said is like, that's the point. Cause if you show up, and you don't stay home and you don't just give up, you do your part, you, you might change it. Even if you win by one vote, guess what? It mattered, right? So, yes. and then, and that's the whole other thing too about what you described about, you know, nothing nothing around here looks like it's benefiting anybody, right? The people, pe people are suffering. And and part of our, you know, if you if you call it our slogan is vote your reality. So that's what we're trying to tell people is if you look around your reality and it doesn't look the way you think it should, right? You don't feel safe. You, you know, your the economy's bad. The crime is up. Is that the reality you want to live in? Or do you want to do something about it and make it so that, you know, hopefully someone like Eric gets in there and helps readjust your reality to what it should be, right? Everybody should be living in an area where they feel safe where crime isn't, you know, going wild and, and all that good stuff. So it, it's funny because it's like it, it kind of ties into like the message we've been trying to give people and, and 
again, it's like your 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 story is an example of that. So, which is pretty cool. Well, I, I forgot to mention that I serve now currently as a council member in City of Walnut. Okay. During my service, uh, we just got a crime report. We're, our crime is down twenty two percent. Good. We we have no pothole, <laughs> no graffiti. Uh, we have beautiful park. We, we have number one. Uh, top 1% school, our school district. Mm -hmm. And then uh, our finance, we have over 200% in reserve. That means we're very responsible for people. This is not our money. This is people's money. Right. Right. right? So uh, if you have a responsible government, you can do it. But, you know, first, the people have to vote the right people, you know, right person in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. Right. And just to emphasize what you said, Eric, you know, you did say, you know, I can't help everybody. But, you know, the, your job is to visually, you know, well, help who, who's in reach, you know. And if it is Latino, predominantly Latino families that are in need, you know, then that's who, you know, you're going to help out, you know. And hitting the streets, that's not what a lot of people do. You got to spend your time there and really put your ear to the ground and hear what, what's, what the people's needs are, you know. You know, surprisingly, very honorable. the last few years, you know, uh, I found out this. I have many, many Latino friends. And Latino or Chinese, we're very much alike. Because <laughs> thinking about our parents, our family, we care about our families. We care about education. We care about hard work and we care about being honest. Right, this is our, this is our value. And mm -hmm. there is no difference. And then what's, yeah. what's hurting me is, is when you turn on TV, you know, you turn on social media, all this deception, want to move away. And then I can see family being torn apart. Mm. How can you teach? You know, your young ones now to go to church, you know, teach them to, to uh, change their sex when they're not even mature. How can you read, you know, have them read uh, those pornography in schools? Mm -hmm. I mean, these are all against our, our core values. Can you imagine a kid comes back, they don't call mom by mom or grandma. I love to see kids come back, hey, dad, mom. When they come back, it's a, hey, birthing person. Hey, you know, you know, something like that. Can you imagine that? I yeah, mean, you know, to me, it's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you see people come home, you know, kids, little kids and Latino families, they come home, they, they like to, hey, you know, mom, I'm hungry, dad, dad, I'm, I'm back. Mm -hmm. So that's that's called respect. That's called family. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and, and then they don't have that. You know, that's why you see this craziness, you know, in the streets. And then, uh, you know, so I think we got to just bring back, you know, it, it's not, it wasn't broken. If you look at all these leftist policies, every single one of them will lead to destruction and ripping our families and then lead to no future. Think about, you know, I'm not against uh, uh, people, you know, they may have different opinions of LGBT, but if you think about it, if you just go promote that, you will have no future generations. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, promote kids, hey, you can go change your sex. That kid will never have biological a kid of, of his or her own. So, mm -hmm. so if you just continue to push that, I mean, where does that lead to? That all leads to destruction. That's in my opinion. I think loving is, you know, I'm not for abortion. That's for sure. Because abortion, you know, only once one result is, is you're killing a life. You're killing a life. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not shy about sharing my belief because, hey, this is who I am. But I can also tell you this. In the city that I serve, this is my third time as a council member. I have fulfilled 100% of my promises. As I laid out earlier, our city is very safe, very low crime, beautiful parks. We have money to, uh, you know, for, for future generations. Mm -hmm. And the responsible government, it's only here to serve and protect and no more. If you have certain ideology, yes, just, you know, you're, this is a free country. You're free to do what you want, but don't push uh, all of us and, and then, you know, rip out, you know, our family. I, I respect your, your freedom and your views, but mm -hmm. you should respect others who want to have a peaceful, uh, prosperous society. And that's it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's you know, I, I agree with that 100 percent. It's like I may not agree 100 percent with everybody's choices and what they do and whatnot, but also it's like. You know, I think the problem that we've had is like they make they're trying to make everyone bend the knee to them. And and it's like that's not how it works. Right. We're all free. 
and we got to be able to to live with each other, right? Sure. And and not make, you know, it, it's like they're. How do you call it? It's a lot of demonizing everywhere, if you will. You know, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. This group's doing that wrong. This in everybody just it's division, right? And and this is a country where, you know, we've said before it's pretty diverse. We get that. We understand that. But you know, the what you identify as, what you are, or whatnot, it's like it has nothing to do with with the policies that are getting put in place by our government that then make our lives harder. You know what I mean? So it's like, if the government is not being responsible, which that's what they've shown us, you know, recently, is they're not responsible with our money. They're, they're, they're taking advantage of us. They're, they're using our money for things that a majority of people don't even agree with. And it sucks because like, you know, sometimes it feels like, oh, they will, what can we do? Right. You know, you kind of start like, you kind of feel like your hands are tied, but you know, when it comes to, that's why we focus on elections because when it comes time, it's like, okay, that's where we can, you know, boom, get, get people in there that hopefully put a stop to that. You know, I always believe that God's all the way on top, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's come people and then it's a servant, you know, such as, you know, people like me, we're at the bottom. We're supposed to serve you. We're supposed to serve the Lord. Well, how, you know, what, I mean, I don't understand how one that got elected uh, in Congress and then so, all of a sudden they got so rich. How does that happen? How does that work? Right? They should make people rich. They should, should make people prosperous, safe, and, and all that. Mm -hmm. And how come they're getting rich and then all the people are suffering? Government, you know, don't produce anything. Government here is here to serve and protect. They're using our money. Mm -hmm. So uh, at least, you know, all of us could take a few minutes of our time when every election, just vote, you know, would you, who do you think you, you, it's the best representation? Mm -hmm. And also I want to emphasize this. I'm an Asian, right? So uh, in, in many Asian cultures, they say, okay, we will always vote for Asian. I disagree with that. It's the same thing with, you know, maybe Latino or say, hey, we will vote for our own. No, you mm -hmm. choose whoever can best represent you. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I, I will not support many of the, the Asian candidates that, uh, that I know. I, you know, they, 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 they can be my friends, but, uh, you know, we, we differ politically. But I will never choose them just to serve us because look at the policy they're making. Mm -hmm. They're hurting us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a People got to... People get that, uh, what do you call it? Like that, that identity, right? That pride. Oh, you know, let's get, you know, all these Latinos in there. Or, you know, again, let's get all these Asians in there. And it's because, you know, you, that's what you are, right? You want to feel, I guess in a sense, maybe people want to feel like they're really represented, right? Um, but that doesn't always work, right? You can see that in, you can see that in movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every time they try to represent everybody, <clears throat> The movie doesn't do that good because they didn't focus on the product. They just try to <laughs> make everybody everybody happy without actually delivering anything good. The way I see it is, you know, if you just, you know, date it all the way back, we all came from Adam and Eve from God, right? So mm -hmm. we're literally all family. So it doesn't, there is no a different race or different charity. It's, we're all the same. We're all same people. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, be decent and then and, and, and do, do good work and then uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, sure. it's like how I I've told Daniel before, you know, when it comes down to like my health, when I'm looking for a doctor, I'm not really looking to see if he looks like me or he sounds like me or yeah. if he thinks and what. It, I don't care if he's Russian or if he's from the Congo. You know, I just want the best. And if mm -hmm. it, right. if he's something that I give him to me, you know, to open me up, doc. But other than that. You know, the the criteria is the best. And if, you know, you have to outsource that, I mean, you got to go for it. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And then now they're, they're, you know, in our educational system, they want a, a, equality, right? That's a very dangerous uh, policy because you're not finding the best of best. And then right. uh, I, I see recently uh, air, airplane door just pop open because, you know, so-and-so didn't... Uh, uh, do a good job or something like that. I mean, I, th I think it all has something to do with, with the policy they're, they're making. I mean, they, they will put all, all our lives in danger. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. Especially when you see it come down, that same situation goes down with airplane pilots. Cranes, but, but I can operate cranes, you know, right. I can guarantee you, when that door pop open, the, the, the airplane starts to, to rock, they all knee down and say, God help me, God help me. I, I, I promise most people will do that. So, so I, I want you to know that uh, there is a God. So yeah. when you're most vulnerable, when you need help, and then who would you call for without even thinking? You'll say, God, please help me. God, save me. Right? Just think about that. This yeah. is the last time, God, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll be good after this. That's <laughs> right. But uh, no, that, that's, that's a good point. Um, but, um, you know, as far as Congress and all that, in, in, your, in your point of view, what's the biggest problem that Congress has that you see? Well, I don't even know where to start. But yeah, I think, you know, serve and protect you because Congress, they have the luxury to know many things that we don't know, mm -hmm. right? And then they, they uh, for, for most part, I think some of them, uh, the, the policy of their party get the best of them. So they're not voting because when you see 100% voting one way or 100% voting the other way, that to me, it's not helping folks. You're supposed to use your best judgment, despite whatever party tells you to do. Use, use your best judgment and then think about what's best for all folks. Mm -hmm. Right? So to me, uh, uh, I think it's once they get in the office, it's very hard to vote them out. But to, you know, so some of them get you know, comfortable and then they will just push whatever lift the most craziest policies that, that they can make. Yeah, I've been through many, many meetings, uh, political meetings, and then you can just imagine some of the craziest things that they discuss without even common sense. So I think Congress should come back and then uh, think about what's good for people. Uh, are they really serving us? And then uh, uh, I think we need to start, you know, with, with that. But I think you know, national security, also because we don't have the luxury to know, uh, you know, what's important, but. Every policy they make will impact quite a few people. You're talking about 350 million people. Some mm -hmm. may benefit and some they will hurt. What's the most benefit for, for all of us? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, uh, you know, to your point is like, I feel like a lot of people that get elected and, and they end up in Congress, it's like, yeah, they stick to party lines, right? So they become very partisan. And they put the party over the people, just like you said. And I think one thing that a lot of them forget is that, yeah, they won their district for the, you know, whatever party they were running, running under. Yeah. They won their district. But at the same time, it's like each, each representative has to remember you're representing both Democrats and Republicans in your County. Sure. And, and you, you can't, it seems like they forget about half the population if it's not based on their party line. Well, I'm I not sure if you guys see Biden right now or he's trying to make amends with, every, with both sides, you know. After everything he said, you know, alienating half of the country, you know, for, for thinking one guy should be our candidate, you know, our president's presidential candidate. And now he's trying sure. to amend all that. So, and also, I, I want to share this because I, I've been to many, many, uh, I serve as, as a public servant for over 12 years now. So, uh, in, in my days, uh, every, every time when we have meeting, we have a look at through, you know, pages and pages of documents, right? Mm -hmm. In Congress, that's even more documents. I don't know, you know, if all of them will read through all that or they will just say, hey, staff member, you know, this is the policy I want to make. Go ahead and write this out hundreds of pages, if not thousands of pages. If they don't take the time to understand, you know, what's important or to read through those, how, what kind of bill are they passing? Do they really know what they pass? Or is it uh, their staff members or whatever, a lawyer somewhere who is actually in charge of a country and not the actual congressional member? Think about that, right? And they're passing billions and billions of dollars like nothing, like giving out cookies. That's not the money, it's, money doesn't belong to you, money belongs to all of us. Mm -hmm. And then somebody has to pay for it, we, government don't make any money, so it has to be us or our future generations. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I take that very seriously. Mm 
Yeah. No, and that's and I they all should. They all should. Because sure. you know, and, and that's the thing too. Sometimes it's like, you know, a lot of them have been in Congress or Senate or you know, in government overall for way too long. To the point where, like you said earlier, it's like they're the only ones benefiting from it. They're they're becoming richer. And you know, it's like they get they get out of touch with the people they're supposed to represent, and they only show up when they need the vote. That's right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I, I like to say it anyways. Uh, according to report, my one of my opponent, who is a Latino, mm -hmm. uh, her husband was found guilty of embezzlement based on reports of eight hundred thousand dollars, some some that kind of amount for what for one vacation. Nice. That was a nice vacation. Can you imagine a vacation spent $800,000? <laughs> he was found guilty. And Can that's you? one of my opponents. So yeah. do you want that kind of a person to represent you? No. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, $800,000 can help many, many poor people, sick families and things like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What do you spend on yourself? Yeah. It's right? Yeah, they're only after, you know, they're helping themselves out, right, with our money. Sure. It's, it's like, you know, that example, I believe the, was it the prosecutor in Georgia? Her name, Fanny, Fanny Willis? Yeah. Was her, the, the prosecutor, I think she was giving him money or something, or they were going on dates and stuff like that. And then you have, I believe someone else in Chicago or, or Missouri, I forget, uh, what's her name? Bush, is her name Bush? She's in Congress. Uh, I'm going blank on her name, but I think her last name is Bush. You know, she was paying her her husband, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to be security, and he has no experience in security. Oh yes, I heard and, about that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, these people that here, here's my problem with the with the Democrat Party overall. This is my my take on them. It's like they come out. And they speak in a manner that where if you're not paying attention 100% and you just kind of hear what they say, it sounds nice, right? They're, they're able to speak about, they make themselves seem to be the party of the people. And I think sometimes I use that terminology also. But it's like when they get into office, nothing happens, nothing changes. And I can use the Latino community as an example. It's like Latinos for some weird reason, even though, like you explained earlier, culturally, we're more conservative. But for some weird reason, it's, you know, and it's probably because of the Spanish media that is leaning to the left anyways. We vote Democrat in, in big numbers, right? But that I think that's changing. I think that's changing yes. a lot this year. But, you know, before, it's like automatically just Democrat, right? Democrat. And, you know... They've been running on the same issues since I was since I can remember as a kid, right? Border, immigration, all that stuff, and nothing's been fixed. But they keep running on it, and it's the same people winning. So again, it's like they come out and and they get people riled up, they get people emotional. And then once they're emotional, when they go vote, they've already controlled that decision. Boom, got you. I got your vote. And that's my problem with them. They don't deliver on anything they say. So I'd rather right now me and, and you know, at this point in my life, it's like, OK, well, I'd rather try out the, the you know, the conservative Republican Party. And in a sense, it's like, you know, I have to do what I can to better myself. You know what I mean? I don't need to be reliant on anybody. I should be able to. To do what I need to do. And, and they're providing me with the freedom to do that. That's kind of how, you know, I gauge both parties right now in, in my mind. Sure. Uh, you, you hit the nail right on the head because am I supposed to trust you? You've been there for 20 some years and then nothing ever gets fixed. So why should I trust you again, right? Yeah. Just like, you know, you know, uh, when I was younger, uh, if somebody, uh, my, my dad or somebody said, hey, I promise you to take you to, to uh, Disneyland or something, or, or hey, I'm, I promise you to take you to a park, to the park. 
if they, you know, my dad broke the promise, I don't say, hey, dad, you know, you just broke your promise, right? <laughs> yeah. But it only takes one time. Yeah, you know, next time you say something, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to you because, you know, you, you know, so my dad, you know, they don't break their promises. Mm-hmm. My grandma, you know, family members, right? So what, what, what do you trust people that you don't know and then uh, suppose they will fix everything? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And that's one thing that you said you live in a in a county, right? That's heavily Latino. And yes. then you know one thing, one thing that uh, that we like to talk about or just kind of bring up as a reminder is, you know, I'm 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 imagining or I'm just gonna assume there's probably a lot of DACA in your county. <laughs> you know, just an assumption. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's there's quite a few. Um, the thing that you know that sometimes they don't know or they don't think about is at a certain point when Donald Trump was in office, he asked for I believe it was twenty five billion to finish the wall, right? In exchange for the twenty five billion to finish the wall, he was going to work on an easier pathway to citizen citizenship for those that were DACA, so that you know. Kids that were brought sure. here when they were young age and they lived here all their life. So, you know, un- understandable, right? And the Democrats turned it down. So they weren't able to get or vote for $25 billion in exchange for DACA. But as you've seen this past year or so, or a couple years, they voted on billions and billions and billions of dollars to go to Ukraine. And Ukraine has nothing to do with our day-to-day life, right? It doesn't improve anything on this end. So, you know, I always try to remind Latinos or to keep that in mind. It's like, you know, we had an opportunity. They didn't take it because, you know, I guess orange man bad. But now they're, they're sending all kinds of money everywhere else. And it does nothing for DACA, the people who... In a sense, they've they've had in their back pocket for for so long, you know what I mean, or or Latinos in general, because it's like, oh yeah, they're they're gonna give us the citizenship citizenship, right? They're gonna help the 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 kid get their papers here, and again, they vote, they get in power, and I haven't heard anything about DACA since the twenty twenty election. Here, here's my take on this: if the government really want to help Latino or help people. Right, Democrats had the House, they had the Senate. If they really want to help people, they could have easily passed that. Yes. Right. So you, you all got food. Yep. Now, because you know, in our society, we don't have this much. Re- we have limited resources. By allowing millions and millions and millions of people come in without documentation, that's not only going to hurt our economy. That's going to bankrupt many of us. Uh, let me just give you an example. You know, you, when you have these millions of people uh, and we, we don't have a policy to help them, wh- where do you expect these people to live? How are they going to eat? eat? Mm-hmm. Where, where are they, their kids going to school? Tell me. Mm-hmm. So you're pushing some of them to commit crimes. Because when, when you want to survive, you're in a survival mode. I've seen many times. When you're in a survival mode, when you have no food, no water, no shelter, what are you supposed to do? So to me... They're hurt. You know, many people will die too. Mm-hmm. This is not compassion. This this is to create chaos, not just for the existing, you know, our com- communities, but also for all these folks who travel, you know, hundreds of miles and got thousands of miles to come across the border, and then there is nothing for them. Think about it now. You know, cities are are being bankrupt, right? You see bigger cities, New York, LA. You will see them. Mm-hmm. These people, they're not just here for one month. They're, if they're here to stay. So every week, every day, they need resources. Mm-hmm. So where are the resources coming from? It comes off from all of us, right? Mm-hmm. We only, we only have one pizza, and you invite 100 of your friends to come eat that one piece of pizza. How many bites can you get? How about 1,000 people? Yeah. Right? It, it, it is, this is chaos. It's not sustainable. So, so nope. you know, op- yeah, open your eyes. Do not be fooled. If they really want to fix this, they would have fixed it a long time ago. Same, same thing with uh, 
uh, homelessness issues. Mm -hmm. I just want to share this. Uh, you know, my friends and I, uh, we want we wanted to, to help this homeless issue. So you know, homeless they they're largely because they may have some mental issues, they may have alcohol or drug addiction, or they may have financial issues. Right? These are the most the bulk of reasons. Mm -hmm. We just want to help. So do you know how long it took us to open the treatment center to help drug and, and, and uh, alcohol addiction? It took us two years to open that, to open the center. Obviously, mm -hmm. we had to go through a, a process of getting licensed and things like that. But we mm -hmm. just want to help. Think about when you want to open that clinics, you have to pay two years of rent or, or buy a building for two years. You can't help anybody. Mm. I mean, if you, if you change your policy and say, okay, we want treatment centers, we want this, you know, but you can you can even write off your tax if you want to help people. Many people, I, I think, will open their wallet to help them. Mm -hmm. But if we have the bureaucracy, you know, have this just have all kinds of red tape. Yes. I mean, you, you to, so to me, government don't really want to solve anything. They want to create more chaos for their political gain. And then that's another reason why I'm running for Congress. Is I want to solve issues. I, I'm compassionate. I love those folks. I don't want to see them die in desert. I don't want to see them, you know, suffering in cold rain like this. Where, mm. where are those homeless people going to go? Where are those migrants going to go? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Especially in this weather, with all the rain, you know. Especially when sure. I'm in bed. I'm I'm thinking about oh man, well what, you know, what do the homeless, you know, where are they going to be at? What are they going to do? you know, during these times. And it's, it's just yeah. a shame, you know, all these, there's nothing that can, you know, help them out. This, this afternoon I was driving and then I saw a gentleman uh, standing on the, on the bridge. He was always shivering. Mm. And I feel so terrible. But there are many, many, you know, tens of thousands of them. But they're coming in on a daily basis. So what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Mm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and when you have kids, that's even worse. Yeah, I, it's crazy though, because like yeah. I looked it up the other day, and the number that I saw was that the state has spent seventeen point five billion dollars on homelessness, and the situation's just gotten worse. So, you know, it's crazy. And like you said, right? You you have people like yourself trying to do what you can to help, right? Opening a center and all that. But then them making it that long of a process when you're trying to, you know, help get these people off the street. Hopefully yeah. they get it together, they recover and, you know, boom, they get back on their feet. Like, no, I, you know, I don't know. Somebody, somebody's just saving their job. It's job security at, at this point. I, I want to share one more thing. I invite any one of your listener, even the host, to come see my house. I already turned my house into a distribution center. Mm -hmm. I have food, I have clothing, I have uh, blankets, I have pillows, I have you know shoes. I can't even park car in my garage. But I also invite you to visit congressional uh, members' home or, or their office. See how nice it is. Mm -hmm. Come see my house. If you really want to help, just say, you know, you, you, just do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just you know, make slogan and then you know everything's fine and dandy. Come see my house. You will see, you know, what I whatever I say. I try my best, but I'm I, you know one man. I'm powerless, and that's why I thank God and thank my friends and I thank people who who want to help. You know that that donate us food, clothing, and all all that resources. Mm -hmm. But hey, we're, we're very limited in, in what we can do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, Eric, and that yeah. you know. That, that really does show that you are working for the people. You know, other people don't. And you can, you can kind of see when, who, who you work for. Are you working for, you know, okay, we vote you in, right? Now, who do you cater to? Do you cater to lobbyists that we didn't vote for? The insurance companies, are you implementing policies that help them in? Or, you know, that's the kind of stuff, you know, you're opening your home. Your garage. To you want to see my arm? <laughs> you want to see my arm? Because uh, two weeks ago, I went to donate blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the city of hope. Because if I if you can help people, why not help people? 
Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. That's true, man. And that's the thing, man. It, it's like, you know, it's, it's good to hear that, you know, that you're doing that. And like you said, right. It's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're one person, but you know, that's why we kind of try to do things like this and hopefully through this and, and what we do, what you do, the, the group just grows and it gets stronger and stronger. And then it doesn't yeah. feel like, cause sometimes it does feel like, oh man, you're in this by yourself. You know what I mean? It just, I, that's, I think that's just human nature, right? You start to feel like, oh man, how, how are we going to do this? But, you know, when, once you find people that, that you know are in the fight and they're in the fight for the right thing you know they have they have a uh they have a purpose that's beyond themselves and their self-interest you know what i mean it, it you see those people and it's like yeah those are the people it's like yeah i want i want that person as a friend you know i want to help that guy out as much as i can or that person as much as i can so i think that's why i kind of Stuff like this, right? It may seem small, but we've talked about it before too. Our other co-host, Danny, it's like it's it's that ripple effect, you know. Even if it only affects one person, even if one person's mind is changed, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it because yeah. you know, I, I wasn't always like this. I was into myself, you know. I love to go fishing. I like to go outdoor. I like travel, <laughs> but because you know, I suffered a tragedy in my life. Uh, from 2017 July, uh, for four and a half years, I have experienced 25 people pass away around me. Mm. I lost my wife, I lost my uncles, I lost many family members, my friends, you name it. And that's when I reconnect with the Lord, with Jesus Christ. And then he showed me how to love. He showed me that I have duty, I have work to do. And without him, I, I don't think I will be doing this at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, for, for those of you without uh, any experience, I just welcome you to invite you to just open your heart, open your eyes, just say, hey, I wanted to know more about you, Lord. I want to know uh, what, what you can do, what you're about. And you will see the difference. You see the difference, yes. Mm. Yeah, man, that's, that's yeah, that, I, I, I agree with that, man. It's like, you know, we, we've talked about, faith before on this podcast and you know why it's important you know and you know we believe that also it's like if if god isn't with us through this you know or we're not putting him in in our thoughts and in our prayers as far as like you know you know there's times i pray like lord you know let let somebody that needs to hear this podcast you know let him hear it whatever it is you know um and again it's like even if it's one person whose who's heart it touches and and is able to kind of bring them around in both, you know, in, in, in anything, right? Bring them closer to God, you know, maybe open their eyes in certain subjects. It's like, hey, you know, again, it's it's all worth it because it's not just for us. It's like we're, we're helping other people. We're hoping to help other people to kind of realize that right now or in recent, you know, in recent times that are, our government, our media, everything's been deceptive, right? There's a lot of things that, you know, we would consider evil that are getting a pass. So, you know, that's why as overall, right, as people and as a country, you know, we, we should, we're moving too far away from God. And, you know, our goal is to get closer to him and, you know, in a sense, open, open more eyes. May I share one story? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, one day, uh, you know, my pastor was uh, on stage and he was saying, hey, we have this, this young boy. He really needed to have a, some type of blood uh, uh, donation because he, he has a, this kind of, you know, this disease. So if you, those of you want to help, please go to the hospital and help him out. So the next day I went to uh, Children's Hospital in LA and I overheard a man next to me. He has never visited my church before. That was his first time. When he heard the pastor, he cried so much. He said, hey, I, I need to help this, this, this boy. Uh, because this, you know, the boy has this kind of rare disease. So uh, the, the blood transfer 
the donation has to take three different visits. First time we have to test to see if our blood match. Okay. Second time uh, was the second day that uh, we have to, to get some kind of injection. And third day our blood would be drawn. So the man was talking about he may get fired because he cannot miss three days of work. But he was still, he was still there anyways. Because he said that you know, if he doesn't do it, he couldn't live with himself or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, my blood didn't match. His blood was a match. Think about that. Without God's love, who would risk, risk your own uh, comfort or your own job to help others? And only the power of, of Jesus Christ could do it. And and then that just you know, aim into that. I will say. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as as far as the other candidates in District 38, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right now, the current representative is Linda Sanchez. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Is she running again? I would imagine she probably yes, is. Yes, I believe so, yes. All right. Um, do you know if like this this is another issue I have, and I don't know how you feel about this too. It's you see a lot of these, you know, you end up with your 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 candidates. And a lot of the times they don't debate. The the incumbent decides not to. I don't know if it's out of um, just kind of feeling like they got it in the bag. I don't need to do anything. Um, but do you know if, if there's plans to hopefully get a debate in? I Last time, uh, during the last election, uh, 2022 cycle, uh, we did invite... But uh, obviously, it was turned down. So uh, I'm, I'm welcome to any organization, maybe yours. If you invite me, I'll, I'll come. I have no problem. But yeah. also, uh, what I think is they perhaps don't know how to defend their policies. So mm-hmm. it's best to dodge, right? Yeah. You can ask me any question you want. I'm, I'm here to debate. I'm here to, to share you know, my point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, my thoughts may not match everybody. I may not please everybody. But I'm doing my best. But I, I will not hide and lie to you. I'll let you know this is what I think. Mm-hmm. So you choose whether to support me or not. Yeah, no, that, that I think that's this policy. I agree with that, and 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 I think that's part of the part of the reason they don't debate. It's like, how do you defend? How do you defend all? You know, there's a record, right? You have a record every time you go vote. Sure. You know, whatever bill it is, there's a record of how you voted. Sure. And, you know. Again, right now, recently, a lot of the stuff they've been voting for hasn't really helped anybody out. So how do you defend that? How do you defend going to vote and knowing that you're really not helping anybody other than your party? So that's why I feel like, you know, when when people are running for, for office, you know, I don't care what position it is. You know, I don't care how many candidates there are. There should be a debate. People should be able to go up on stage or in a public forum and like you said, defend their position or explain their position. Right. Because that's the, that's the problem too with, with politics is you can have your opponent, you know, call you, call you a racist, call you a sexist, call you a, you know, all whatever, (laughs) whatever name they could throw at you and just some people buy it. Right. And again, like I said at the beginning of the, of the episode, it's like, but they never hear directly from you. So, you know, hopefully down the line, you know, you guys are able to to have a debate so that the people can hear directly, not just from you, but from both of you. And, I love that. You know, that, I, I think that should be a requirement for every every election, every seat, everything, anything. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. school board, city council, if someone's, you know, challenging you, you should be able to accept Cause, that challenge. Because, Daniel, everybody's name looks good on a billboard with a certain <laughs> font with a couple stars and a couple <laughs> colors on the, on the side of the road, you know. But, yeah. you know, we do want to hear people debate. I think that people should be able to see who your candidates are um, because in a debate, you can make yourself look real foolish. You know, things come you to yourself, light. Yeah. I hate DeSantis before everything, right? And no, no shame on or no rub on on DeSantis or anything. But he, everybody thought that guy was the guy. He now look, it's Nikki Haley. 
right? A couple debates and it's not DeSantis, right? So it's, you know, I, I, I agree. I think it should be mandatory. I think you should be able to see what makes your, your candidate tick if you can handle that type of pressure, right? Yeah. But I can also say this, you know, if you hide from the debate, you won't be able to hide from your record. You won't be able to hide from God. You won't be able to hide from your conscience. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, 100%. That is, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. One um, day you will have to face it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to answer, right? For Again, you, there's a record. There's a record yes. once you're in there. You got to answer for everything. You have to know why, you know. It's like when I could relate it to work, right? When when I'm working with, with my team and, you know, they got a task to do. And, you know, I don't think, I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't micromanage, right? I let people do what they got to do because they have a responsibility they got the position. It's like, boom, you're, you're going to do it, right? I, I, That's what I believe. I believe you're going to do what you're going to do. And the thing, too, is like when, when something happens or, or something goes wrong or I have to ask a question like, hey, why this, this, and this? It's like they have to be able to answer. Even at work, you got to answer as to why did you do this, this way, this way, and this way? You know, you might have a good reason, you know, or you might have not been trained appropriately and you did it wrong. But you know what I mean? You, you still have to be able to answer to why you made the decisions you made. You know, our, our other hosts like to say everybody's a decision maker. doesn't matter if you're, if you're the janitor or the, you're the CEO of the, of the company. Everyone's a decision maker. And when you make a decision, it's always best to know, okay, why did I go this route? So that when you get asked a question about it, you're able to respond to it. I think that's, you know... That's to me. That's that should basic. be basic. Yeah, basic requirements. So much it have. So you know, it, it's a lot of them. I, I, a lot of them haven't been held accountable. I think to that standard for a long time either. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of them have gotten reelected for you know many cycles without even delivering anything. So you know, I, I think a lot of them get to the point where. They don't. They feel maybe they don't have to show for anything anymore. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get elected anyways, and I think that's part of the attitude too. And especially here in California, which you know, being realistic, it's like yeah, a lot of Democrats usually get the wins because you know a lot of it has to do with manipulation. But you know, they they get it right. They know they know who to target. But I think what what we're trying to do. And, you know, I think what you're trying to do is show people that, okay, they've said this for so long, you know, but look at the results. Look at, look, look around, you know, and, you know, look at your paycheck, look at your grocery bill, look at your PG&E bill, you know, especially now, these days, it's so cold and rainy. It's like, if I turn on my heater, I know next month, my PG&E, the gas portion of that bill is going to be pretty high but i also can't have a fireplace so <laughs> you know what i mean it, yeah it just, but also watch out because when you when you don't look you know who's coming behind to rob you and they I can see. walk away with it you know no charge mm -hmm. how crazy is this yeah it is yeah. so you know kind of because we're coming up on an hour so before we finish up just you know, if you can deliver one message to, to your county as far as, like, you know, why they should vote for Eric, you know, what, what would you tell them? What would be your message to them? Yes, I would urge you to check out my records. I have fulfilled 100% of my promises. Look at the city I serve. We have low crime, great economy, great neighborhood, top 1% school. And then uh, this is what we are about, serve and protect, and that's it. So if you think I can do the job, please vote for me. And I will promise I will work very hard for you because you're my boss. I'm not your boss. You're my boss. I'm here to serve and protect. So it only takes a few minutes. If you don't uh, spend that few minutes to vote, and that, that's your right, and then that's a privilege to be able to vote. Some countries that you can't even vote. So do your part and tell all your friends, share your thoughts and do a little bit of homework to find out what we're about. 
So just don't you know be fooled by by career politicians. I can tell you, I, I will be more comfortable uh, go fishing or retire somewhere. But the reason I want to do this is because God has inspired me. I want to help people. Come visit my house. You will see for real. So just just look at me. You can see me uh, face face. You're welcome to call me. You're welcome to uh, come you know come to my city. It, it, look for yourself. Mm -hmm. And look at you know the, the current congressional member and check her her background to see if uh, her husband did really spend hundred thousand dollars for one vacation. You can just go. Did she go? Yes. That was one of the most gangsterest things I've I've heard in a bit. Check my <laughs> check my record. Most yeah, check my sense. please do check my record. Yeah. I want you to check my record. Yeah. Yes. That's dope, man. Well, yeah. you know, you know, Eric, it was it was great having you on. You know, based based on the and this is my opinion, and I could like Christian give his afterwards, but based on the conversation that we had, and like I said earlier, it's like this is the first time we ever talked. I've never talked to you before this date in my life. You know, the only interaction we had was kind of setting this up. But as far as you know, asking you about any 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 of this, uh, this is the first time we talked about it, and the 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 vibe that I get the, the or you know what I sense out of you is you know you're you're really out there trying to help people you know and I believe you're you're in it for the right reasons you know um that's that's the feeling that I get that you want to help you see people suffering you see people going through hard times and you want to do what you can to help you know others you know you put emphasis and focus on other people other than yourself. And, you know, that just goes to show that the type of person that, that you are. And, you know, I'm glad you came on the show and we had this conversation. You know, I'm glad that you are running for Congress because we need more people like you that are more interested in helping the people than their party. And, you know, I just want to say thank you for coming on. And, you know, like I said, I don't know if Christian wants to... <laughs> say his piece but you know i, I you know I, I i respect you man no yeah no yeah i mean again man i can't uh, what i can emphasize what i've heard from you is your people's you're, you're you're for the people you know and that it, it, it shows in what you do you know and a man of god and you know there's 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 only so so many of us there's so many of you left you know so thank you Eric. but like i say yeah don't don't take my word check me out Research mm -hmm. and find yeah. out for yourself. Slide. Exactly. Yes. Find <laughs> out. Right. You can Google easily, and then you find, find out my. Out. Find out. And find out who, who they are and what they're about. I'm a. I'm a Google. What can I do in an eight hundred thousand dollar vacation? That's <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> I I know what she, what they did with that eight hundred thousand dollar vacation. Yeah. What they, what they do? <laughs> uh, they went to uh, see Kentucky Derby. Oh. Okay. Uh, they. I think they they chartered a private jet. Nice. You know, you can, you can, you know, it's pretty luxurious to say the least. They got all dressed up too, right? I don't know. <laughs> right? Kentucky yeah. Derby, they got those nice, you know, suits and hats. I think the women, right, wear the hats there and all that. Yeah. You get to ride the horse or what the heck? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's one luxurious vacation, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I would have probably gone somewhere else with 800 grand, but. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys have potholes. <laughs> no why. Hey, you don't have any. Come to my city, you drive around, you will not find one pothole. Oh, there's too there much there. There's too much surplus. Yeah. That's how he's, <laughs> that's how he's <laughs> yeah. but you know, it goes to show that's how that's how the government or those in the government should be working on your behalf. Is you know, you're already taking all my you know, my tax money. Use it to, you know, when I go outside, you know, the parks are nice, you know, the streets are nice. There's not, like you said, graffiti everywhere. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I can see that my money is going somewhere and it's benefiting the community where I'm living. My reality looks fantastic. But yeah. you know, unfortunately, that's not the case everywhere, right? So, you know, hopefully, again, more and more people like you, you know, end up in representing people and, 
you know, making these these better decisions for us. And like we said before, making making people's reality a little nicer. Check it out. Check, check them out. <laughs> City of Walnut. Welcome there, you there you yeah. go. City of Walnut. Yeah, don't say you, you can, didn't get you the can do Google research on City of Walnut as well. Yeah. That was good, man. Well, Eric, so, you know, I pre oh, were you gonna say something? I just want to thank God again for allowing me to say this and then thank both of you and then whoever, you know, that listen to this. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, we, we got to just sit back and then uh, think about what's important, what's what's our in our future. So thank yeah. you again. I will be yeah. very honored to serve. Yes. Thank you, Eric. And thank you for coming thank on you. for your time, man. We appreciate it. Have a great night. All right. We'll see you next time, Eric. Yes. Thank you, Eric. Cool. Well, that was... That was pretty good. You know, he's solid he candidate. Like solid guy, yeah. I wish he was yeah. running out here. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh no, I mean, like like I told him, it's like he it really seems like he's in it for the right reasons. Um, you know, and it, it's it's hard to kind of you don't really get that kind of vibe from everybody, right? Everybody that's running and everyone's got their own personal interests and you know, it, it seems like he's trying to do the right thing. He really yeah. is. So something, something noticeable is he right away got first. You know, and you can always you can always can kind of see the difference between somebody who has God in their heart first, and you know, more of a secular way yeah. of going about things. But <laughs> house party, I just saw that. <laughs> I would have told him that. <laughs> 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 I'd say Matt Matt said he's going over. Um but now man he he's, he seemed like a great guy and you know hopefully with the with the primaries over here in California with March 5th a month from now you know hopefully people do show up. Hopefully they show up and you know he's able to get on on the ballot for November and then beyond that you know get into get into Congress. That'd be a pretty cool thing to boast about, no? 11 of our candidates, 11 out of 11. Ah, ah shit. <laughs> be like From Trump. Missouri to California. Put, ah. put, out a, put out a tweet on November 5th. We're 11 for 11. <laughs> no, dude, hopefully we get more, you know? Um, you know, hopefully we get more of a, a mix throughout the country. Uh, so, you know, that, that that's kind of, that'd be cool. So if you guys know of any candidates around your areas, whoever's listening to this, you know, shoot us a DM, Latino Free Minds on Instagram. Um, we'll we'll see it there. Or if you want, you can join the Discord. That link is on the, the Rumble chat. So, you know, get in contact with us. But we're, we're you know, we're trying to do what we can. We're, it's just us, right? Like you said in the last episode, you know, we're not we're not a major media company. We don't got billions of dollars to <laughs> to advertise this these conversations, but you know, right. we're doing we're doing what we can, right? We're, with what we got, and like Danny said in the last episode, it's like, dude, you just you got to do something, you know. So, yeah, man. Other than that, it's pretty good show i liked him yeah. I, I did i thought he was good so yeah. we'll be back thursday thursday <laughs> we'll be back thursday with uh it's natasha serrano and it's california state assembly district i want to say 56 off the top of my off the top of my head um let's see real quick yeah, District 56. So on Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Natasha Serrano, candidate for California State Assembly, District 56. And then after that, we'll be back next week, Monday, with Alex Villanueva, who's a candidate for County Supervisor in Los Angeles, District 4. He used to be the sheriff of uh, L.A. County. So mm. you probably, I think during COVID, like they would show him a lot. I think he was... He wasn't being that crazy with the, mm. with the uh, what do you call it, the lockdown. 
And then Tuesday, we got Peter Hernandez, U.S. Congress candidate, District 18. So a busy next week. So, you know, busy next couple months with, with the with the candidates that, that we have on, that we're going to have on. So, you know, again, as long as, as long as that one person hears it that needs to hear it, that's, that's all that matters. Cool. But you got anything else? <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. I haven't said anything bad this whole <laughs> let it ride, Eric. Don't tarnish nothing, dude. You're so hot. You did good, man. That was awesome, dude. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool listening to that guy talk. Yeah, for sure. So, Eric Ching, thanks for for coming on. Um, you know, Walnut. U.S. Congress candidate, Walnut, California, District 38. <laughs> you know, let's do what we can to. He's a good guy. Let's get him in there. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean. That's it. Everybody that tuned in, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, hit the like button, share, yada, yada. Eh. Join ah. the Discord, all that good stuff. You know, Don't you know what to do. Do I have to say it? Hillary's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> everybody says it. Come on now. Um, but no, for real, thanks everybody for tuning in. And, uh, you know, peace be with you. <laughs>